Hello? You play to win the game. You are tuned into Straight Bet Sports on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. That's right. You are tuned into Straight Bet Sports here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. Wednesday night, just past 9 p.m. We are coming to you live from downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Thank you so much for joining us tonight and tuning in to this great show that we got tonight. We're going for an extra half hour tonight. Normally we do an hour. We're doing an hour and a half tonight. We got lots to talk about. Pack Studio, which you guys are going to see here shortly as well. We got a guest short joining us shortly as well on the video line. Weather's been very bipolar, Rob. Cold as heck the other day. Hot and windy. Now today it was warm, but then it got windy. I don't know what's going on. If you guys live out here in Las Vegas, you've been seeing the weather. It's been crazy. But we're indoors right now. It's nice. I can't complain. Rob's on his phone getting ready to chop it up, getting everything set up. Is your mic working, though? Let's see. One, two. It's working. Okay, we're good. This Wait, let's see. Is it working again? It's working. Oh, uh, ooh, and I oh. got cut off. Okay. See, that's what happens when you mess with quiet. Play these games in the studio. But yeah, man, what's good, man? How you been? Everything good? How's your week going so far? Everything's good. Excited for tomorrow. Yeah. Draft time, 5 o'clock. Definitely. Uh, looking forward to it. Lots to talk about with that, for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Lots I mean, of it's ins and outs, trades. Any channel, on. sports channel you put on right now that's not playing a live event is talking about the draft, so... ESPN, and on the radio, too. ESPN, Fox Sports, They're NFL, all, off. Right. that's all. That's it. That's yep. all you see all day, every day throughout the week here. With the draft leading up, like we said, lots to talk about there. What are certain teams going to do? What are certain players going to do once they get to the league? Where are some players going to land? Are some going to fall out of the first round? Are some going to fall out of the top 10 or even jump into the top 10? We'll talk about that and give you our thoughts, what we think might happen. Obviously, we're not analysts. We're not people that get paid for this. We're just going to chop it up and have a good time tonight. But we also have a special guest in the studio tonight. Finally, we're, we're about to hit a year being sponsored by this gentleman right here. And we finally got him in studio. None other than Joshua Lafon. What's up, my man? Hey. Finally got you in studio. Greatly yep. appreciate you coming in. How's well, it good? It's usually past my bedtime right now. So. <laughs> That's why we don't get you in yeah. studio because it's <laughs> normally time to go to bed at that point. Oh, yeah. Yep. But yep. what's good, man? You ready? You ready to chop it up? Come oh, in yeah. here. I know you wanted to talk sports. And you wanted to talk uh, the NFL draft. draft for sure. Yes, uh, you and I chopped it up a few weeks ago, and that was one of the biggest things that was on your mind. And I, I convinced you to come in because that was the topic tonight. Yep, yep. That's what motivated motivated me to come in, and I, I can't wait. So you ready? I, I don't oh, think yeah. you had to study because the stuff you were telling me the oh, other yeah. day, you already know your stuff. Yeah. I had to tell Rob because if not, Rob's like, I'll just do it on the fly. Bro. I'm watching <laughs> soccer right now. I'm off. Nah, I know. No, I'm just giving you all the time. <laughs> yeah, thank, it's thanks true, for uh, inviting me, uh, having me come down. So I appreciate that. Nah, wait. Well, hey, well, thank you for sponsoring us and for continue to keeping us on the air, man. We greatly appreciate you. And we'll just say it now, right? I mean, you and I talked about it. We'll go ahead and announce it. Josh has decided to keep us going, so we signed on with Josh again. Yep. The show must go on, and it will Has go to. on, so we greatly appreciate you yep. for that. But he's already in studio, so we might as well go ahead and play the plug. Let everyone know what it is, who we're bringing to us, bringing you guys to us, bringing us to you guys every single Wednesday <laughs> night. Quan, if you could please go ahead and put that up once again, as we do every week. We are brought to you by Joshua Lafon with Simply Vegas Real Estate, a realtor here to help educate current and future Las Vegas locals on selling and investing in real estate. You're probably asking yourself, educate. Yes, there's a surprising amount of adults that when it comes to real estate, don't know the right questions to ask, don't know where to start, and think they need a lot of cash to buy a house in Nevada, which simply isn't true. So Josh has decided to make it his responsibility to teach his clients what they need to know and equally important, what they need to ask to help ensure making their home ownership dreams a true reality. So make sure you call or text Joshua LaFont today at 702-813-0533. 
This has been another paid advertisement from Joshua LaFon with Simply Vegas Real Estate. Make sure you give him a call, 702-813-0533. That's right. The gentleman is in the studio with us. We greatly appreciate him. He's a gentleman, no? Right? No, of course. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that. If I was Josh, I would want I got five on it playing in the back of my <laughs> in the back of my hat every week. <laughs> hey, he's, trust me, he's got a lot more than five on it for no, sure. That's, that's for damn sure. That's why we on the radio and we still going. But not tonight. Like I said, we are gonna go an extra half hour. We have a repeat sponsor, our personal barber, Eric Navarro, hooking us up as he does every awesome. single week. He did yeah. get he he did get a little uh, he got into a little fight with his son's dog. So he was out of commission for a bit. Rob gave him a hard time about that. Change barbers <laughs> on. Change barbers, barbers on. on. And I even hit him up the other day. He's like, nah, bro, uh, I think it's time for you to go ahead and go our separate ways and uh, follow your boy, Rob. I'm like, oh, so you're going to give it to me too, right? But, Quan, if you could please put up that graphic as well. Uh, Eric Navarro hooked us up tonight with an extra half hour since we are going with NFL Draft. We have a guest that's going to join us here shortly as well. So we have we need more time tonight. So Eric Navarro from Line Em Up by Eric. He's over there at Five Star Barbershop. Make sure you go ahead and check him out. Hit him up for an appointment at 702-884-8138. He's on IG. Make sure you follow him. Line Em Up by Eric. He posts all of his haircuts and everything so you can see what he's doing. He is legit. Hooking us up. And not only that, we got a surprise moving on in the future. I think Eric might be jumping on with us as well, which is cool. The more the merrier. Again, guys, I say this every single week and I continue to do so. Eric, thank you so much for jumping on with us tonight and sponsoring the show so we can get that extra half hour in we greatly appreciate you but again guys if you're watching this and you're seeing what we got here again i've said it again and i'll say it again and i'll say it again straight bet sports at outlook.com if you have a business and you're trying to jump into this sponsor stuff even if it's not about money maybe you have a clothing line or some type of product that you're trying to promote or push hit us up we'll help you with it we'll, we'll, we'll collab on something and we'll get it going straight bet sports at outlook.com trust me we got a lot that we can offer and a lot of things that we can give you and that we can hopefully get in return from you and, and make a good collaboration moving forward. But again, we are streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. And of course, that's all brought to you by Gorilla Cross Radio. Check out their pages. That's where we stream live every single week. And of course, I share it on my page, Jose Volonte, on, on Facebook, I'm sorry, and on the Straight Bet Sports page. If you haven't followed you yet, go ahead and do so. Straight Bet Sports on facebook we got zach the intern in the studio as well he's on all things social media he's going to be answering your questions not only that letting us know what it is that you got to say out there whether it's an emotional outburst whatever it may be or you want to chime in on the draft or what we're going to talk about on tonight's show feel free to do so and of course if you want to give us a call 702-608-3259 is that right did i get that right we hardly ever give out the number that's why 702-608-3259 is definitely the number i'm gonna be jumping on my phone as well because i gotta shoot the link to someone here that's out in miami so they can watch it so before we jump into our first guest of the night i want to go ahead and give a big shout out to my dad silvio volonte today is his 81st birthday he didn't want me to give him a call because he said that the age doesn't matter anymore he doesn't count it so i'm like i wasn't gonna call you today but you're still my pop so Pops, I love you, man. I hope you had a great day. I hope you enjoy it. You need to chill out and stop working so much. He's been retired, guys, for the last 10 years and will not stop working. It's man. amazing. Happy birthday to Pops. Appreciate that. Definitely, Pops. I know you love soccer and you watch soccer all the time. So I hope you enjoy our soccer conversation that we're going to have here shortly about the UEFA Champions League. But once again, Silvio Volonte, my dad, 
the one that brought me into this world. I greatly appreciate you. Happy birthday once again. I hope you had a great day. But guys, I hope you're ready. We're going to move on to our first guest here of the night. He is none other than racing sportsbook manager over at Rampart Casino. A very good friend of the show and a very good friend of ours away from the show. None other than Dwayne Colucci. Dwayne, how's it going out there, my man? It's doing well, guys. Uh, you know, living a dream in Las Vegas, ready for the draft, ready for the derby. Busy week, I tell you the truth. I'm going out of my mind. Especially for you. I mean, you're in the, you're you're in the middle of it. You you're, you're in the betting action. You're where all the sports is happening. So I'm pretty sure there's a lot going on in your plate right now. Yeah, definitely. And with booking the Kentucky Derby again, it's becoming a you know sort of a pain in the butt. I really wish we could get this squabble done with uh, Churchill Downs and give the you know the public the product they want, the paramutual product. Because what I'm speaking about, guys, now it's like I'm a bookmaker. It's me versus you, and I have to put set limits on payoffs, take certain bets, uh, not take certain bets actually that I would normally take. So this is going to be another Kentucky Derby that's very unique. Uh, we are going to be carrying though a few more races this year guys we applied for all the graded races and what that what i mean by that are the most prominent races on both friday the kentucky oaks card and saturday the kentucky derby card so we're going to be offering a lot more wagers and a lot more races than last year whereas last year we just took the oaks and the uh derby oaks on friday derby on saturday so you know we're going to be taking a little more action it's going to be a little different i'm going to have to keep my eyes open not sure what the betting menu and the limits are going to be just yet but uh we're formulating that with south point our sister property i'll be down there uh, with mary tomorrow and the uh stadium technology guys and we'll be setting that all up for the public so before we get into the horse racing and the seminar obviously that i definitely want to talk to you about because there's a lot of people like myself that we're, we're still novices like we bet horses but we don't know the ins and outs of it and we want to get into it a lot more so we'll definitely talk about that but when it comes to basically everything that you got going on aside from the sports book and from the personal life how's the podcast going i've been meaning to ask you that how's that going for you so far yeah, let me tell you, the podcast is successful, Jose. The problem is it's been so busy. And when it rolled from Super Bowl into March Madness into now the uh, uh, first Saturday in May and uh, the different structure and the COVID and access to certain things, uh, this year I've gotten uh, off the ground the first two episodes and they were really successful. I'm going to have the Kentucky Derby If and Reverse podcast. That'll be up tomorrow evening. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, we're going forward with that. It's been successful. I get a lot of positive feedback. You know what it is, guys? Everybody has a podcast now. So, you know, <laughs> right. my so podcast, true. what it is, is it, it's more unique because you don't see any bookies out there with a podcast. Correct. You true. know, even Jimmy Vaccaro, guys like that, they don't have their own singular podcast. And, you know, my experience behind the counter for so many years, rubbing elbows with these legends and these guys that pioneers in the bookmaking industry, as well as what I've experienced back home uh, in Brooklyn, in New York, in Queens, you know, a, a lot of experience. And I like to share that with everybody. There's a lot of good stories on the FM Reverse podcast. And, you know, always I try to give the book makers point of view and mostly the handicapping is from the horse side because i'm a great uh, you know uh, advocate of horse racing and i grew up around that 
So, you know, that's very important to me. And I will give selections on major horse races and my opinion. But, uh, you know, for games and stuff like that, the NFL, sure, I'm going to give my uh, professional opinion. But uh, it's mostly great stories, experience, and what I see coming in and going around uh, the rampart in the South Point. We are joined by Dwayne Colucci, Rampart Racing Sportsbook Manager here on Straight Bet Sports on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. Now, Dwayne, obviously, like I was talking about when it comes to the race, before we talk about the race itself and who's in it and things of that nature, let's talk about the seminar. Let's get into that part of it. You have something going on that that I saw in the news as well. Congrats on that. That was awesome. You were on Fox 5. You just want to give you your kudos on that. Um, Talk a little bit about the seminar and what you guys are going to touch on and how it works, especially for people that are, let's say, sports bettors, right, and are trying to get into the horse betting world and want to jump into it on a big race like this because not everyone is just going to go into a regular track if they don't know anything, right? They want to jump into something big that is going to make them money or is going to be known, whether it's the Super Bowl or things of that nature. So talk a little bit about the seminar and what you got going on there at Rampart here in the next few days. Yeah, the seminar is very important, Jose. I thank uh, I thank you again for plugging it and letting me speak about it. We bring in a professional handicapper, a great friend of mine for many years now, Bob Ike. Uh, his reputation is immense, guys, in Southern California. He actually picked nine out of nine winners, and uh, that was in, I believe, one of the L.A. major papers he was writing for at that time. And to pick nine winners, guys, I mean, that is just phenomenal. We know how much that pays on a football parlay or a baseball parlay oh, yeah. let alone at race tracks so bob has immense experience we have it annually this year it's uh this friday evening at 6 p.m inside the cascade lounge at the fabulous rampart casino myself and bob ike uh, we give our professional opinion. We break down each and every entrant of the Kentucky Derby. We'll give out a few uh, pick threes and other types of wagers as well for those guys who like to really get professional and uh, try to make some real money out of this. So it's going to be a great time. Then at the conclusion of the seminar, guys, we have a drawing. We uh, hope to have 20 entrants in the Kentucky Derby. That way we draw 20 names and we go by post position. We'll start with post position one, who would be known agenda. Okay. And you receive 20 win place and show on that horse that if known agenda does win, you get the 20 win place and show and it gets loaded onto your card and slot dollars. So it's just a great, great promotion, guys. We really enjoy it. And we have that usually at the end of uh, seminars, but we switch it up. You know, we do uh, a lot of different seminars for the Breeders' Cup and if the Belmont Stakes, if there is a Triple Crown attempt, we'll be doing that as well. So, uh, you know, the seminar has been very successful. This year, also, we're going to be streaming it on a YouTube channel as well as the Rampart Casino website. So, that's, so for those okay. of you out of state, that's really important. You know, we got to get that stream out there. We want to pr- give everybody a chance to see the knowledge that Bob and I possess. And, uh, you know, we always want everybody to come out to the Rampart. I'm hoping, <laughs> uh, you know, to see you guys and everybody. It's uh, What it's all about is the walk-up business. And Correct. we have a fabulous race at Sportsbook, guys. You know that. So uh, we're hoping to have a big crowd Friday evening as well as Saturday. So uh, Kentucky Derby still a major event. I just wish we could get this contract, guys. 
So you talked about the, the you talked about the twenty. You said twenty win play show. Did I hear that correctly for the contest? Correct. What it is is we will draw. There will be twenty horses in the race, Jose. So at, at the conclusion of the seminar, I will. You get a drawing ticket when okay. you walk in. You have to stay till the end. One drawing ticket per person. Okay. We will draw twenty names out of the drum, starting with post position one. That would be the horse's uh, known agenda. That's the name of the horse. You would get 20 win place and show on this horse. So now, if he does win the race, you get the value of the 20 win, the 20 place, and the 20 show, and we load that in free slot play on your car. So, so I don't. So, so my question: Are you guys? So you're doing the, and you're also going based off of live odds because right now, a, a, a yeah, known yeah. agenda six to one. So obviously, it's going to go based off of what the horse ends after the race for sure right and and for those of you yeah, that don't know right. what, what win play show is obviously like we we're talking about basically win the race come in second or come in third so if the horse wins the race you're going to get all of those payouts depending on what it pays per every position rob knows a little bit about that because we you know we messed around at the can a little bit you know what i mean <laughs> with some long shots here and there but that, that that's pretty cool even for someone that doesn't know that much about horse racing right especially yeah. if you're just going to go join a seminar right mm -hmm. exactly and the seminar is free guys so that's even just better. a free perk and think about it what did country house pay, pay a couple of years ago 90 dollars. so think about it 20 to win on a horse that returns 90 dollars. that's 900 in free slot play then you get the place price and the show price so just to come out to a seminar there's chances to win a thousand plus dollars in free slot play so uh everybody's a winner who comes out to the rampart then as well if you make a 20 dollar bet on saturday i'm going to give you a drawing ticket at the end of the kentucky derby race if you're in-house we're going to draw five prizes 150 to the hawthorne grill will be the top prize okay and uh, i got a few uh, i believe the fifth fourth and fifth prizes are yeti uh, coolers, real mm -hmm. nice coolers, mm -hmm. and uh, also the second and third place prize will be comps to uh, the Jade, our Asian fusion kitchen, as well as the Clubhouse Deli. But I will give choice on that. You know, it's just going to be a nominal dollar value for those comps. 150 at the Hawthorne being the top prize. Okay. So just make a twenty dollar bet, and you get a drawing ticket and a chance to win those five prizes. And here's another one, guys. Come out, make a $50 bet, and I'm going to buy you lunch at the Clubhouse uh, Deli. There I'm going to give you a voucher for either burger and fries, chicken fingers and fries, or a hot dog and fries. And the deli's good, Rob. Yeah. We've had it. Yeah. So me and, me and Rob can vouch for I'm the I'm interested deli. now. Like, right? like, when is this? And tell people, too, the best part about it, it it's like sports betting. The odds may change, but what I mean by that, you can go to Rampart at 9 in the morning, bet bet the Kentucky Derby and go home and not have to stay in the sports book the whole day, right? If you don't want to. Correct. Correct. If you just want to be uh, you know, social distanced, come come in early, you know, you'll be able to make your wages plenty of time before the races start. You could get comfortable, watch it at home. It's the most exciting two minutes in sports. We all know that the Kentucky Derby for years and years has been a major attraction here in Las Vegas. We're going to keep that going at the Rampart Casino. You know, uh, I'm all about booking the races and giving the crowd what they want. So, you know, even though it's not paramutual and we will have some of those cap payoffs, it's always a great time. And we're going to, you know, flood you with $2 mint juleps too, guys. Okay. That's the drink of the Kentucky Derby. You saw me on Channel 5 make one of those. So, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't see that. I got to see that. $2 mint juleps. 
You could definitely get a little buzz on, make your bets, go home, enjoy the race. Uh, you know, the Rampart's got it going on for the Kentucky Derby, I will tell you. And awesome. it starts Friday evening with that seminar. And it's very important to gain as much knowledge as you can, guys, on these uh, horse races. Because like you said, Jose, the odds constantly change. It's a paramutual pool. It's a lot different than making a bet on Kershaw, you know, minus 240. You make the bet, you're locked in at that price. Sometimes, you know, these odds get really astronomical if you're betting a long shot. And, uh, you know, you definitely want to be a part of this race, the Kentucky Derby. It's really exciting. And uh, returning to the first Saturday in May this year, uh, quick turnaround because we just added in September. Dwayne Colucci, race and sportsbook manager over at Rampart Casino, joining us here on Straight Bet Sports. Now, for those of you that don't understand some of the language of the verbiage, paramutual or in-house, basically with horse racing, when you have a paramutual, you're, you're going through the actual track itself. As we're now, the book is booking that action. So what he means by cap is that Let's say, for example, a trifecta, meaning you choose three horses and it hits and it pays, and the track happens to pay fifteen thousand, but the book's only going to cap at ten. You're going to lose that extra five, but you know what you're getting yourself into when you're going to that book, and it's not their fault. It's like he said, they don't have the contract; they can't get it with Churchill down. So it is what it is at this point. Now, Dwayne, aside from the seminar, anything else you guys got coming up here soon at, at, at Rampart? Yeah, well, definitely. You know, uh, the seminar is very important. We have the draft. You know, we had all our props. We had to take them down. Remember, guys, 24 hours prior to the NFL draft. So we did have a bunch of NFL prop draft draft props also we will have a follow-up seminar guys if there's a horse attempting to win the triple crown God. meaning he wins uh saturday and then he wins two weeks from them at pimlico in the preakness we will have a seminar three weeks later prior to the belmont stakes where myself and bob ike will once again go over the field and uh, if there is an attempt to win a triple crown we will have another seminar so uh, a lot of big things coming up at the rampart we have the playoffs uh, of the nhl with the golden knights on a, a unbelievable best run team in the right league. now guys best team in the league. 10 in a row Jose I mean, said it dominated <laughs> tonight so, uh, it's gonna be tough i'll be honest with you <clears throat> so Dwayne, let's yes. talk about the race now so yeah when it comes to horse racing, I'll, I'll give you my side of the story, how, how, I, how I view horse racing. So I haven't been to all the tracks in the world. I know you've been to a lot more tracks than I have. You've been around this game a lot more than I have. But the excitement of going to a track and watching a horse, especially on the paddock before the race, seeing them, knowing what they look like, what they might be feeling at that very moment, looking at the horse, seeing the jockey. Me in general, I look at everything. I look at the color combinations. I know you can call me crazy at that. I like to look at what the horse has done with that previous jockey. I like to see what the horse looks like at that point in time. I've been to Hollywood Park before it became SoFi Stadium. I've gone to Santa Anita as well. Previously, I was at Gulfstream, which to me is one of the most beautifulest tracks I've ever been to in the world. But now we're, we're, we're at the pinnacle, right? Kentucky Derby. Never been to Churchill Downs. Hopefully, I can get there one day. Not sure if you've been there, but... We also have history in a way being made, right? First black jockey since 2013, Kendrick Carmage, is going to be riding this week, right? Last yes. last year, we had an 8-1 to one long shot and authentic go wire to wire with Bob Baffert getting his third, I believe it was third win in the last six years or whatever it is. And, and if you know horse racing or at least a little bit of it, Bob Baffert is the prince of horse racing as they call him. The guy is unbelievable. He's got Velasquez running again this year on Medina Spirit, 
He's a 15-1 dog, a little bit more than he was last year. What are you looking to see in, in this race? Are we looking at another dog possibly? Or are we going to look at the favorite essential quality, which is what everyone is betting on right now and everyone's talking about? Can you see this being a long shot type of race once again as it was last year? Or do we get the favorite coming in this year, Dwayne? I tell you, essential quality. He's really got, uh, you know, the deck stacked in his favor just because of all the experience running the way he is, his running style. Uh, I mean, I, I we hear the rumors about Mattress Mac putting down this big two, three million dollar bet yeah. on this horse. So the horse's yes. odds <laughs> are going to be driven down so far that we're not going to, uh, I'll be honest with you, I'm not going to bet the horse. I think the horse is going to be overplayed, uh, undervalued. So I'm going to look elsewhere. I mean, I like the second place finisher in that bluegrass uh, uh, who ran against essential quality, highly motivated. I think uh, Chad Brown is definitely the top trainer in the world right now. Castellano. I think he could definitely yeah. improve. Javier Castellano is just a top rider, and uh, he's a big money rider, guys, if you're not familiar with Javi from back in the days of Bobby Frankel and uh, world champion horse Ghost Zapper he rode. So I really think that Highly Motivated has an upswing. His speed figures are tremendous and I believe his morning line is in the 10 to 15. Yeah, to 10 one to 1 right now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, definitely going to get some value with him. Uh, I like known agenda on the rail. Irad Ortiz, I mean, you saw what he could do at Gulfstream, uh, Jose, firsthand. He's a beast. This guy is the top rider in the world. And, you know, when you combine that with Todd Pletcher, one of the top three-year-old trainers in the world, uh, it's definitely a great combination there. So I think we could get a price in this uh, Kentucky Derby. And like you said, when do you ever see Bob Baffert at such large odds? It seems like this was the odd man out, uh, Medina Spirit. And then you saw some of his top contenders, especially Life is Good, who would have been odds on in this race go down. So now you have to look at Baffert's other I mean, horses. He He's just phenomenal, guys. So uh, I, I could never throw out a Bob Baffert trained horse at this time of the year because he's so successful with the three-year-olds, guys. So I definitely give him a slight chance. I, I don't think essential quality. You know, he, he as favorable as he looks to the public, and he has that undefeated record. He's the world champion, two-year-old champion, you know, in America and in the world. Ah. I still think he's got his work cut out for him to just keep improving. Uh, that, then you start to become one of the best horses ever, guys. So I think I'm going to take my chances. I like highly motivated. I like known agenda. Uh, I'm going to give this out probably, uh, you know, uh, at the seminar, I'll give you different bets. But I'm going to probably suggest that you bet to win on this horse because I'm looking for that 10 to 12 to 1 $20 price. So. Uh, that's what I'm looking at, guys. Jose, I think there's going to be an upset this year. Ooh, Dwayne calling it another upset. So he was upset last year, 8-1, to one, and he went wire to wire. Yep. You know what I mean? It, it could be done. Now, my jockey, from when I like to bet and follow some of these jockeys, especially because he's a West Coast guy, I, I mean, at least the tracks that he's ran at. He used to run at Hollywood Park, uh, Santa Anita, Del Mar, all that. I like Joel Rosario on Rock Your World. He's 5-1 to one right now. I think that's a solid price. Might end up changing, who knows, especially if, if if essential quality gets all that money put in on them. What are you seeing here with that horse and that jockey? Do you see anything possible with Joel Rosario, or is this just not a race for this horse? 
Jose, Joel is right there with Irad. I'll tell you the truth. They're having a fabulous competition this year. I'm glad you brought him up. And there's a little squabble with this horse because he was ridden by Umberto Rispoli, who is a top-notch rider in Southern California. And definitely no shame in switching to Joel Rosario, but just a little shock in my opinion. You know, I thought they would have stuck with Rispoli. But if you look in the past performances, he did ride this horse in his first career start. So, you know, uh, this is the stud from California. Tons of speed out of the John Sadler barn. Has done nothing wrong. You look at his speed figures. I'm looking at them right now. They are tremendous. He destroyed the field in the Santa Anita Derby, including Medina Spirit, guys. So, definitely, Jose, uh, uh, one of my top four horses. I mentioned that on the Ron Flatter podcast today. Uh, we had the Kentucky Derby Roundtable. Myself, Chris Andrews, and Johnny Avello. I definitely had this horse in my top four. I will use him in most of my trifectas and superfectas. And you have to definitely respect these combinations. Like I said, Joel is having a fabulous money season. He's riding his butt off. And uh, definitely John Sadler, he's another one. Uh, I'll be honest. He's a, he's definitely a top trainer, oh, yeah, especially sure. in Southern Cal. But moving now, you know, the horse, I, I want to see. He's one of the few horses, guys, that if you look at the past performances, he did not run as a two-year-old. Keep that in mind. And he's only ran at Santa Anita as well. So okay. he went from turf to dirt last time. It's going to be a little difficult when you don't have that two-year-old experience, guys. But yeah, he's capable. Definitely in my top four. Once again, he is Dwayne Colucci, Rampart Racing Sportsbook Manager, joining us here on Straight Bet Sports and the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. Jose V, Rob G, Quan 59 Joshua LaFon, and Zach the Intern here in the studio. We got a packed studio tonight. So I'm going to go ahead and give you my picks for the race, Dwayne. I want to know what your picks are, and I want to know why, because I might end up copying them, because sometimes you're a lot better than I am. <laughs> but, he kind of just gave you them. <laughs> no, 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 but, but overall, I want to see what he is going to bet. So I, I'm going to go ahead and give you my, I'm going to go with my long shot, which is not that much of a long shot, but he's not the favorite. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Joel Rosario, okay? I think I, I'm going to put money on him to win the race outright, but my trifecta, I'm going to take the one, and I'm going to key the nine with the 15. That's my trifecta for the Kentucky Derby. I'm keying the one, known agenda. With the nine hot rod Charlie, and of course Rock Your World, the fifteen horse. That's my trifecta, Dwayne. That's all I'm doing. I'm doing a, a straight win on the fifteen, and then one key the nine and the fifteen. What do you like in the race, and what are you gonna bet on it? Yeah, well, I'm definitely gonna go with the seventeen. Highly motivated. I'm gonna bet the horse that I spoke about. I love Chad Brown. He's just one of the top trainers in the world. Multiple Eclipse Award-winning trainer. Uh, he, he's trained top-notch horses and he definitely wants to put that Kentucky Derby uh, accomplishment on his shelf. That's the one thing he hasn't accomplished just yet in his uh, great training career. So I'm definitely going to bet him to win. I'm looking, like I said, for that 10 to 1. I, I bet you though, guys, he'll be between 7 and 8 to 1 because I know how they bet Chad Brown horses and, uh, you know, when he combines with Javier Castellano, that's a, a great combination. Uh, Jose, I like who you like as well. I'm going to use known agenda. I'm going to bet an exacta box, 1 and 17. Probably bet a trifecta box with the 1 the uh, 14, 15, and 17. Uh, I, I can't throw out essential quality. As much as I, I want to beat him, and I know he's going to be about 2, 3 to 1, it's so hard to bet on a horse that's going to be undervalued. So I'm going to definitely take a chance. 
betting against him. And then I'll key highly motivated on top of those other three horses that I spoke about. And, uh, you know, if I could get some super factor action, I would probably go a little deeper with a couple of other horses uh, that we spoke about. Uh, definitely Hot Rod Charlie, like you said, he's a buzz horse right now. That's the feel-good story horse, uh, Jose. Everybody's buzzing about the owner. We know Doug O'Neill. He's won multiple Kentucky Derbies in the past, so he has a rich tradition as well. And the horse is definitely, uh, you know, coming into his own. But keep in mind that, your guy, Rosario, chose to go to Rock Your World as opposed to him. So okay. I definitely think that the 14 has a little better chance than him uh, when you start to uh, mix apples and oranges. So I would look at using him, but I'm going to use Midnight Bourbon probably in that four spot, uh, you know, just in super factors. Mike you Smith? Know, and I'm talking about a super factor wager is when you pick the top four horses, guys. That's first place, second place third place and fourth place got that rough and that's a great payoff guys that's a great payoff that's picking horses one two three and four in that order and when you have a 20 horse field that's a, a huge payoff especially if i could get highly motivated into the winner's circle but i'm definitely going to bet him like i said that's my horse for the Derby and box the exacta with the one known agenda. Irad's going to be tough coming down the stretch. I'll be honest with you. There you go. If you're betting the race, you heard it here first. If Dwayne gets it right and you didn't bet it, don't be upset because he's already giving you all the information that you need. But I want to go away from the horse racing, Dwayne, because I know you also had some betters that came in to bet on the draft. And we want to get into that because we also want to get into some draft talk. But before we get away from this, I just want to throw a quick little note out there for people that don't know much about the Derby or horse racing in general. Right now, and I did mention that Kendrick Carmage is going to be the first jockey since 2013. That's a black jockey that's riding, right? Previous to him was Patrick Husbands back in 2006, Kevin Krieger in 2013, and Marlon St. Julian back in 2000. Now, before that, since 1875, which is when the Derby started, 15 of the first 28 races were won by black jockeys. Why do you think that it's so much different now, Dwayne, and we don't see as many black jockeys as there was when horse racing and when this big race came to be? Uh, I'm, it's a puzzler. I'll be honest with you. Uh, they ac uh, actually, you know, they documented this, how, uh, you know, there's so few African-American jockeys. Now, uh, when it comes to the Kentucky Derby, like you said, the first Kentucky Derby ever, was won by an African-American jockey. And Kendrick Karamush is one of the best jockeys in the world, guys. I've watched this kid, uh, and now he's a man, actually. And he almost won the Aqueduct, which is the MYRA's premier winter meet. He almost won that winter meet. And uh, for most of the meet, he was the leading rider. And he had a phenomenal meet. Uh, you know, he gets the call from uh, many, many top trainers. So I scratch my head. I just don't understand why back in the day it was... Uh, uh, you know, something that African-American jockeys were very, you know, prominent. And now there's so few. We spoke about this off air. I just don't understand. But, uh, you know, definitely Karamush, he, he's standing with the big boys. He's got a chance. Every horse in the Kentucky Derby has a chance. Guys. Always. So yeah. I, I definitely think he's a top-notch rider. Uh, it, it is a puzzler why there are not more African-American jockeys. But uh, you do see a lot more of uh, 
you know, I want to say Southern Hemisphere riders, more uh, from Puerto Rico, Panama, Panama, Panamanian, I should say. So uh, Peru, we've had different riders from all over the world. It's not just an American colony. Uh, when you look at guys like Irad Ortiz, they're from different parts of the world, as opposed to, uh, you know, Tyler Gaffleon, who is one of the top American riders, Drayden Van Dyke, kids like that. So, you know, it's a definitely a melting pot, most riders. Uh, I just don't understand, uh, Jose. I can't answer why there are not more African-American riders. But I will say the guys you mentioned, I remember St. Julian Krieger was a, a beast. He rode Nyquist, uh, uh, Golden Sense, I believe he rode, excuse me, Golden Sense, who was one of the top milers in the world. And uh, these guys were very accomplished, and so is Kendrick. And I definitely think he has a chance in this field uh, to get into the winner's circle. Again, Dwayne, let everyone know real quick the seminar, what time, what date, so they can go ahead and check you out. Yeah, the seminar is going to be great, guys. Come down to the Rampart, the Cascade Lounge, this Friday evening, 6 p.m., uh, all are encouraged to attend. We're going to have perfect social distancing. You will be required to wear a mask inside the Cascade Lounge, myself and Bob Ike. 6 p.m. It will be also on uh, YouTube as well as the Rampart Casino website, which I believe is the resort at summerlin.com. So myself and Bob Ike will be breaking it down. Like I said, drawing after the uh, conclusion of the seminar and the seminar isn't that long, guys. I'll tell you the truth. We just go over the one race. Like I said, we'll give you some pick fours, some trifectas, some exactas. But definitely I encourage people to watch if you can't attend because there's a lot to learn if you're a novice. And uh, definitely Bob will walk you step through step uh, and step by step. I will as well. And it's definitely something to watch and absorb if you're a novice handicapper as well as a professional handicapper, guys. And, uh, you know, Jose, you know how we do it at the Rampart. It's always a good turnout and always a good time. Definitely make sure you check out Dwayne Friday if you want to get your Kentucky Derby knowledge ready for Saturday. Definitely go check him out. So, Dwayne, let's jump into the NFL talk here, NFL draft. I know the guys in here that, that don't know much about horse racing, they're happy we're going to start talking. <laughs> I, know, I know they're probably happy we're going to start talking some NFL here. You know, they, they were listening to a foreign language for a few minutes here. But let's talk about the NFL draft. This NFL draft this year is going to be very interesting because you have a lot of players that opted out the previous season, right? Um, big name players that were projected to go top 10 and some now because they opted out are projected to fall out of the first round so with that being said obviously we're in vegas people bet you're at the book you guys have lines talk a little bit about some of the options and some of the prop bets that you guys did have for the nfl draft i know it's done now because you had to take it down 24 hours before but talk about some of the stuff you did have up well, you know what was the most popular, guys. What do we have here now in Las Vegas? The Raiders. The Raiders. So we definitely had to put up what is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders' first draft selection. That was one of our most popular draft propositions at the Rampart in the South Point. So, uh, yeah, we had that up. We definitely know that this is a – I don't want to say that the quarterbacks are that great, guys, and that it's quarterback rich, but we have a lot of attention on the quarterbacks, especially True. at the top half of the draft. And you have to put up a total over under, uh, you know, quarterbacks picked in the first round. So we did have that option. We had different players, you know, guys like J.C. Horn, 
Barrymore, you know, where they will finish in, what draft position they will be, and you could bet over or under. You know, we would set a number of what position we felt that they would be at the Rampart and South Point, and you guys could bet over under on certain players. And we had a ton of those players listed. I mean, from Fields to Pitts, I, I'm all these guys. So you know, uh, it was a major attraction. It's not as big, uh, guys, as I would say it could have been when it was scheduled here, because if the draft was in Las Vegas and held in Las Vegas. The handle would have been off the hook, but we still had an extensive menu at the Rampart and South Point for the public to dabble in, and uh, they were biting on it. I'll tell you the truth. We started right off. Look at this, guys. The total number of offensive players drafted in the first round. Very interesting. 18 and a half. You could have bet over or under on that. I believe that closed at minus 125 on the over. Really? So uh, then we had the defensive players, 13 and a half. You know, naturally, we brought that down because we had the offensive players with the prominence of the quarterbacks. I mean, look at it, guys. They're talking about, you know, Lawrence Wilson and uh, Mac Jones maybe going in the top three. So the top three picks are probably going to be quarterbacks. So that's how, as bookmakers, we have to make the adjustment. And that's why we have less defensive players listed 13 and a half and i believe the under was smashed on that i think we closed that at maybe uh minus 140 so you know we did have a, a ton of players listed guys that raider prop was a massive massive handle prop and uh, i can't wait to see the draft and how it plays out what's the, what are you expecting you expecting any surprises anything that you think might happen i mean we have we were talking about it earlier you have the atlanta falcons sitting there right right now the Atlanta Falcons are sitting at number four. And I want to get all your thoughts on this. You have a guy in Matt Ryan that has two years left on his contract, I believe. Lots of money. But yet, you don't have much left for him in weapons, right? Todd Gurley, not there. Or at least not the guy that they thought he was going to be, right? You have Julio Jones, which now they're saying we're willing to take, you know, phone calls and conversations yeah. about trading this right. guy. Yeah. If you're the Atlanta Falcons, I think you feel like you're in a great position right now because... You could either draft a quarterback if you want, because like we said, more than likely it's going to be Lawrence Wilson, which I hate that pick, and we'll talk about that here oh, shortly, and, and probably Mac Jones going to the Niners, right? So if you're the Falcons, you you who do you you take you 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 take you take Lance at that point, the dude from from, from, from uh, Dakota State, Over Falcons, not the Niners. That's what everybody's saying that Jones. No, that's what you're saying, Quan. I'm just saying what what from what it's out there, from what it's projected. I don't I I don't I mean I don't think he's a good fit there. I don't think he should Matt go there. Jones? Mac Jones. And the, with the Niners? Yeah, with the Niners. Oh, but no, I don't like that. But 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 if if you're Atlanta, you can draft a quarterback here. Or if yeah. not, and you feel happy and you feel comfortable with Ryan, you take Pitts, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. So what do you guys think? I mean, what are your thoughts on the Falcons and just any surprises in this draft? Who wants to go first here? I'll go. Uh well, with, with Pitts, I mean, specifically with Pitts, he's what he's basically a wide receiver playing tight end. That's, right? that's what he is. That's, that's exactly yeah. what he is. So if he were to lose maybe 10, 15, maybe even 20 pounds, I mean, he's he's you know, he's going to be a, a, a Calvin Johnson. A Cal yeah, right. body he, guy, yeah. he can be, you know, a, a great wide receiver. And in the position that Atlanta is in, I personally would say I would trade the pick. Um they're they're committed to Matt Ryan, right? They're committed to him. I think his contract kind of dictates that too, as well, because of how much money he's owed. I don't know who's going to want to, you know, take that on and everything. Correct. Um, what Arthur Blank likes Matt Ryan, wants to keep him in the fold. Um, so, 
I would personally, I would personally see what I, what, you know, I would listen. Obviously they're probably listening to offers right now already, but if somebody comes to me with a pretty, with a, with a decent offer, uh, I would, I would probably look to trade it because if you're going to take a tight end and he's going to stay a tight end and you plan to use him as a tight end, um, it's not, what is he the highest? It's going to be the highest drafted tight end ever. I think five was the, the some like that. Yeah. yeah. I think number five was maybe the highest drafted tight end ever. Uh, I don't remember who the player was, but if you're going to take the, you know, you want to be remembered for that to take the highest drafted tight end ever at number four. And, and when you could have maybe picked up a couple, you know, pieces, especially with Atlanta's defense, I mean, for like the last six or seven years, like, I mean, they, Atlanta needs help all the all way over. Yeah. All over. Said it. Yeah. Offensive line as well. Yeah. yeah. His been, Mike's been off for like a minute too. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, uh, there we uh, go. what do you call it? They need help in so many more places than tight end. I mean, they still have Hayden Hurst, right? Um, are they looking to run the dual tight end setup? Uh, it, it, there's a lot you of there's, Patriots. Type yeah, style? Right. There's a lot of, there's a lot of what ifs in that situation. So I would personally be looking to, to, to trade that pick and, and probably build a, a better team around Matt Ryan and on the defensive side versus just laying it all on number four on a tight end on top of it, right? On a tight end when you have a great tight end already. So, yeah. What do you think, Dwayne? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do, but it seems like all directions are talking about pits. And, uh, you know, I, uh, shopping Jones may be another sign of that as well. And uh, sticking with Matt Ryan, uh, he's getting long in the tooth, guys. I, I don't know <laughs> if he has that skill that he used to have uh, still. So uh, I definitely think this is a team that uh, fired their head coach in the middle of the season, got crushed by Dallas in a massive comeback. Like you said, Jose, uh, Gurley is just not the same player. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. But I don't think that these quarterbacks, after, after Lawrence, I mean, I, I don't know how good these kids really are. I know Lawrence is the stud. I can't believe the Jets played themselves out of this kid. Uh, you know, I, I, would just, I, I have doing. to say, if they're feeling that this kid could be another Waller, uh, maybe you go with the two tight end set and maybe you keep Jones and maybe you just have this awesome, you know, passing attack. But uh, that defense, really, there's question marks. You definitely have to improve that defense. They have to play, uh, you know, old school Falcon football. And they just did not do that last year. And that's a tough division, guys. So yep. uh, I, I don't they're in a good position to trade. Yes. But uh, I don't think trading Jones is the answer. And I would probably not draft a quarterback in this position because I just don't have faith that once you get to that fourth pick, guys, and I said I think there's going to be the top three picks are going to be quarterbacks. Who's going to be fourth? I mean, Jose, you're already saying you don't like Mac Jones, and he probably looked the best out of all these other guys that are uh, remaining other than Lawrence. And uh, I agree with you. I don't even know if uh, the – the kid out of BYU, Wilson's going to be good. So, I don't like that. Uh, I don't think he's proven. Oh, yeah, I, I, I'm looking at his stats, and he don't look too proven. So uh, I would definitely have to stick with Pitts. Uh, I think that's the right move from Atlanta's, uh, you know, unless they could put together a real nice package deal and bring somebody in there that we're missing. But I, I think we covered all the bases here, guys. I would stick with Pitts. What do you think, Josh? Well, in my opinion, um, I you know, I believe all of you guys are, are – that's where I was headed. Um if I was the Atlanta Falcons, I would definitely pick up Pitts. Okay. Uh, but I would switch him from tight end to wide receiver. And if you're going to shop. Try to convert him. Yeah. Yeah. Convert him because he runs a 40. 440. Yeah. 440. Right? 440. Uh, uh, 
Yeah, tight end. So you keep him the same size, everything. Have him run deep, just like Calvin Johnson. You know, toss it up. Uh, his his uh, his vertical was was ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, I, 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 that's exactly what I would do. And then if you're gonna shop Jones, you know, now is the time to do it because he is getting older. And you have really they got some good receivers yeah, that gonna, are there that are young. Yeah, and then go ahead. Sorry, and then sorry. um and then with uh, Matt Ryan. You still yes have two years, but there's still uh, decent or good quarterbacks that are in, that are going to be in the near draft in the next you know one two three years. So it's you know at least get someone to build to replace Jones young, and then get the quarterback to just toss it to him you know and then build around that you know at least at this point in time in my opinion. So so obviously we know what pretty much the top three picks like we said might be they might be quarterbacks, but I want to ask you one more question about the draft. What do you see being a surprise player? Maybe a player that people are talking about in the first round but might drop. There's people talking about Najee Harris, you know, saying that he's a first-round draft pick. I don't think he is. I think he'll drop to the second round. You know, anything out there that just sticks out to you, Dwayne, that you've been looking at, or any player in general, like I said earlier, some people sat out, some people played. What are you looking at if you've seen everything that's going on leading into this draft? What I'm seeing is that Mac Jones is, uh, you know, stock has risen. We had opened him in draft position nine on the total over under. And now they're talking about him possibly going three. So that's where we're seeing the overvalue on Mac Jones so far. You know, I'm looking at our draft board and uh, how we had it structured at the Rampart and Salad Point. But uh, uh, he's been the major attraction and the major talk. There's talk of him going possibly third. And then Fields, you know, I do that probably, uh, you know, I think they're both close. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Dwayne, we're losing you. And, oh, you go. know, uh, when you're talking Justin Fields, hello? We had him set at three and a half. So, okay. uh, we'll play out. I most of the action on. Also, Sertain, is he going to uh, you know, drop all the way down in the Cowboys' lap? He's another guy that they're talking about. His stock has you know, dropped a little bit, but I don't buy into all that, guys. Yeah. You never know what's going on in these GM's yep. heads. True, very Keep true. Keep that in mind. Never know what's going on. You know what's going on right now with Jacksonville and the Jets pretty much, but then you get right to the parody. The 49ers start the parody. And you start to see the unraveling. It's going to see. It's going to start with them. You're going to see. Are they going to go with Fields? Are they going to go with Jones? Right there. So definitely, there's guys that could drop way down the ladder. There's guys that could move up. We'll see how it goes. Sorry, bro. I was I wasn't laughing at you. It's just Quan posted. I promise I'll shoot my TV screen if the Niners draft Mac Jones. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh I'll tell my you God, Quan, you might be tweeting it. Just like Elvis, the old school days. Dwayne, I, will, I promise, man, my, I'm going to need another TV screen. I don't know if you guys have any at Rampart that you can donate. Hey, you can come down. I, got, I tell you the truth. I seen about 80, 65 inches in the basement. I'll see if I can grab you up. Who do you want do them it. to take? Who do you want them to take? Yeah, Anybody who, who but Mac Jones. Anyone I'll take but Mac Jones. Yeah. cheese over Mac Jones. I, don't know. I feel like Mac Jones is overrated. Well, yeah. Well, I, I want Fields, but if not Fields, Trey Lance. Well, Dwayne, I know it's a little late, man. I know you got to be up early tomorrow because you got you got another thing going on. You're always busy. I totally understand that. So we're going to go ahead and let you go, my man. We greatly appreciate your time. 
We appreciate all the knowledge and everything you help us learn from you every single time we have you on the show. It's always a breath of fresh air to have you on because we feel like we're back at the book, but we're just talking with you, my man. So before we let you go, let everyone know where they can find you on all things social media and, of course, your podcast and everything else, my man. Jose, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. You know, uh, very nice to join the show with Joshua as well. And uh, Rob is the best. We know that. And Quan, you guys are awesome. I love this show. And uh, yeah, you could, you know, you could find me. I'm easy to find on social media at my bookie D U A N E at my bookie Dwayne on Twitter. Uh, I'm also on Instagram, on Facebook, and I do have a podcast. It's the Bookmakers Podcast, If and Reverse, and that is on all major platforms, guys. Uh, you can get it on Apple Podcasts. You can get it on Breaker, Spotify. It's on all of those. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate coming on the show. Social media is definitely a powerful tool now, guys. And uh, the podcast, like I said, everybody's got a podcast. So <laughs> mine is just, uh, you know, unique, like I said, because I will give you uh, the action perspective of what's coming in bet-wise over the counter at the Rampart and South Point. You know, uh, Jose loves when I post those big tickets, too, yeah, you know, uh, sure. never revealing our clients. But we always do like to post the uh, large wagers that we are willing to take at the Rampart and South Point. You know, uh, when you're willing to take a large bet as a bookmaker, I know there's a lot of sharp guys out there and professional handicappers that enjoy seeing those big tickets and, uh, you know, watching those big bets and seeing where they could get a bet down. So that's why it's important. And I put most of those out on Twitter, uh, you know, on my Twitter feed. And uh, thank you so much, guys. It was really a pleasure to join us. And come out and see me on Friday. Come out and see me at the Rampart. And, uh, you know, mention this show. And I'll hook you guys up, definitely. Awesome. Thank you. There you go. Dwayne Colucci, Rampart Racing Sportsbook Manager. We greatly appreciate you, my man. Have yourself a blessed night. And enjoy your weekend. Don't get too busy out there, all right? Thank you, Jose. I'll try not to, but you know I'm going to be swamped and crushed these next four days. <laughs> I'll be drinking a lot of scotch on Sunday evening. <laughs> there you go. We'll check you out, man. I'm definitely going to stop by, get my bed in, and head on to work, my man. Have a great night. We'll talk soon. Thank you. You too. Thanks, guys. Good stuff with Dwayne there. I know we got a lot into the horse racing stuff, guys, but now you know a little more about oh, horse racing. Yeah. yeah, a little bit more. Now you can go put some money on. Some, yeah. some horses there. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> now, we got another person in the studio, though, and we haven't heard from him at all tonight. He's supposed to be chiming in and letting us know what everybody's saying on social media, and he's just... I think he's upset because Quan didn't let him... Or no, no, no. I think he's upset because Quan called him out for not bringing McDonald's to everyone else no, in the studio. No, that's not the case. Then what's the case? Oh, <laughs> uh, there's nobody talking, really. Oh, I'm looking at it. <laughs> looking at it? <laughs> It's all good, man. You good though? You still hungry? I can smell the French fries in the back. Oh, dude, I'm I'm just chilling, just counting down the minutes. <laughs> He's counting down the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at the he clock. It was like, be an hour. I, my French fries, they're waiting. Oh, they're we waiting. forgot to tell you, we're doing an hour and a half tonight, bro. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, I've heard like the. I've heard. I've heard, heard a few times already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, let's chop it up, man. Let's talk NFL draft. That's why we brought Josh here tonight. There's so, a lot to talk about. Yeah. So I wanted to bring you. You up. go first. Yeah. Go first. So I, I wanted to ask you since you're, you're, a, Jets, you're a Jets fan. Go ahead. Uh, who do you think they're taking second, and why do you disagree with uh, Zach Wilson? So I honestly think that they're going to go with Zach Wilson. If if you're if we're going based off of what everyone is talking about, based off of the mock drafts and all of that. Granted, and I'm going to put up a little thing here shortly. I know Quan has it. 
with Mel Kiper and all these guys. I don't like those guys. Yeah. Okay? yeah. I like I like Todd McShay. I think Todd McShay is straightforward. He doesn't sugarcoat stuff. If he's wrong, he's wrong, and that's it. As where Mel Kiper Jr. likes to basically give you everything in the world and say he's yep. right and I'm going to quit my job, but yet he still has one and he's been wrong. <laughs> yep. So I think Zach Wilson is another guy that we had that one good year. You had that one good year, right? But it was also a COVID year. It wasn't a regular year. You yeah. didn't have the pressure of the fans. The travel wasn't as extensive as it was for BYU as it normally is. It was completely different. Yep. Not only that, previous two years, when it was a regular season with fans, no COVID issues, injuries, not the greatest quarterback overall. I don't like that. I want a guy that we know what he can do. And, and I'll go back to what Stephen A. said on, on ESPN the other day. I don't understand how a guy in Justin Fields went from being talked about as one of the top two quarterbacks in this mm. draft to not yep. even being a top three pick. That makes no sense to me. Yep. This guy did way more in his career in college that Zach Wilson ever did. Not only that, body frame, I like Justin Fields' body frame a lot better. His body of work overall, what he's done, like I said, I think is better. Not only that, you're a new coach in Robert, Robert Sala. You, you, you don't bring in a guy like Zach Wilson that is probably going to be a project. I understand yep. he probably has the build. He probably has the arm. He wowed people with a few throws in his pro day. But come on now. If you're a first-year quarterback, a first-year coach, and you're trying to make a stamp, and you're trying to create something and create a culture with this team that, I'm sorry, has been horrible for a long time, and we just traded a quarterback yep. that we could have kept to draft oh. one of these good receivers and create something in the future – then no, I, I don't like Zach Wilson. I think Justin Fields should be the number two pick in this NFL draft. I'm not saying that because I'm a Jets fan. I'm just going based off of the body of work from what I have seen, from the tape that I have watched. I don't think Zach Wilson is going to pan out. Zach Wilson is going to be another Josh Rosen. People were high on this kid, thought yeah, he was great, but he had locker room issues, wasn't a leader, but they thought his, his body style, the way he threw the ball, it, it, it panned out to be an NFL quarterback. The guy's not even on the roster anymore. Yeah. That's what I think Zach Wilson is going to be. You draft Zach Wilson, he will not be with the Jets in the next three years. I guarantee you that. Yeah, I could see Zach Wilson actually going dropping down to the – or if he dropped down to the 49ers, he would actually be successful with the 49ers, just the way that they play uh, with Garoppolo and all that. Uh, that's that's you know what I think. But if they take Mac, Mac Jones, like uh, – so you're I, a Niner I think he's fan. Over, overrated. Yeah, so what, what do you think? So, so you're a Niner fan. So my opinion on Zach know, Wilson is Kwan, he's, not a, he's not a proven winner, okay. right? He's not a proven winner, so I agree with you on that point. Um, I, I mean, I, I think he, the stats don't you know don't help him out either, right? When he when it comes to playing top competition, he's like, oh, and he's never won against like a 10-win team. Um, and it's not only like he's never won, like his stats are just atrocious, right? <laughs> they're bad, just They're yeah. just horrible. And when you put when you put that into uh, perspective, I mean, I think this this situation with Zach Williams kind of reminds me, I don't want to say a lot like Joe Burrow, but it's more of a zero to hero, right? Where Joe mm -hmm. Burrow was the same kind of setup where he had a really good year, won the national championship, and then was basically the number one draft pick, right? But yep. you're, you're going from SEC to what is BYU independent, right? You know and then, I mean? that's big, how people are treating yeah. him. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? They're yep. treating him where it's like. He went from zero to hero where you said two years ago he was really no one. And then he had a decent season during a COVID season. And now he's the he's the number two draft pick in the in the in the possible draft. Or possible draft pick. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, he's he's gonna be well possibly the number two draft pick in the NFL draft. So I, I think a little I think people are, you know, writing that, you know, this can possibly be like a Joe Burrow type situation yeah. a little bit too much. And I think he's overvalued. I think uh there's a lot more downside than upside for him. And you know, as much as I say to that, 
Um, I think that the scenario that he needs uh, is more of a, like Josh said, a Niner situation where mm -hmm. he knows he's going to go sit for at least a couple years, minimum a year. It's already the plan. It's already set in stone that he's going to sit. Um, so for him to go to the Jets, especially your team, and oh. going to start, right? And 99% <sighs> chance he's going to start. Yeah. That's going to be rough. That's a lot yeah. on his shoulders. Oh, yeah. And then w when it comes to Mac Jones, like like Dwayne said, they had him at what not over under nine. nine. Now now we have him at top you know, three. Top three. I I think that you know he knows that he's gonna sit right, which is great. I think the Niners did the right thing by saying you know whoever we take is not gonna start. They're gonna sit because um, typically you know maybe a top five quarterback would be looking to start for a team that drafts yep. them that high. Yep. I I think you know what they gave up though for either a Mac Jones They're or a Zach for Wilson. a quarterback regardless at this point. Correct, but what they gave up for that I I don't I that's the one thing that's we're gonna look back on this and either you know I know Lynch was involved with this as well, uh, but we're gonna look back at this trade in a few years and and, and it's gonna really be a telltale for yeah. for the for, to see where the Niners franchise is really going because. They traded, you know, just to move up the spots that they moved up and what they got rid of to either get a Mac Jones or a Zach Wilson. Um, it, it can it can literally break the momentum that they've got going in the right direction. Now, I know last season we didn't have that great of a season. We had, you know, it was, I don't remember what we finished, but obviously we didn't make the playoffs. We didn't live up. You know, we had that little Super Bowl hangover, even though we lost Super Bowl hangover, didn't have a good season afterwards. But, you know, we're still on the up and up, right? The mm -hmm. Niners, you know, they were plagued with injuries. Everyone knew that. Um, they kind of let them ride that excuse, right? The Niners are plagued with injuries. They got a bunch of injuries. Um, they are a way better team than what they're what they're you know what they're putting out on the field. And I think that th th this can really can you know control our momentum or stop our momentum and, and put us going in the wrong direction if this play doesn't if this trade and if this play of whoever we take doesn't work out because yeah. it is the future. It is a third. You know you're gonna look back and say, hey, I took you know Mac Jones or Zach Wilson at three. And it didn't pan out. That's a that's gonna be a huge blow to the Niners, you know, uh, uh, future and everything. Because well, who are you gonna get after that, right? You're gonna have to look to trade probably a quarterback at that point. So, yeah, yeah. it's gonna be it's a it's a huge it's a huge move. And you know, I'm a Niners fan, and I hope it plays out. But I feel like it, it was just a little bit too much to give up just to pick either up Zach Wilson. I mean, if it was to get Lawrence all day, right? <laughs> and I said it when we talked. Uh, I forgot who was on the show. I think it was uh, Chris Wynn. Okay. Uh, when we talked about the draft, and I I said it. I said. This draft is Trevor Lawrence or bust. It's Trevor Lawrence or bust. I don't really see anyone kind of being able to, you know, live up to to number two or number three. So don't you I, think it's kind of weird too, though? You just said Trevor Lawrence or bust. Normally, when we know that if there's a clear cut number one, he'd be signed by now. Oh yeah, remember? Right. Oh yeah, you'd sign that, before the. That's yes. what I'm saying. And I, I think back to the Texans when they had Williams. Remember Williams when they drafted? Oh yeah, Mario Williams. He was signed three days before the draft. Yep. So yeah, I mean, it's like correct. if if. if is Jacksonville basically trying to screw around here, or is it clear cut they're taking Lawrence? It's it has clear, to be cut. clear cut. I mean, it's clear cut. Why not sign the kid already? Uh, or at least, or at least talk about that offer if it's there. Or maybe they are, and we're just not hearing about it. Who knows? Maybe they are, but I think it kind of takes away a little bit from the draft yeah, too. If you know yeah. that that person signed already, like it kind of, why even pay attention to the first pick of the draft? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like why even so? Just move on. Just yeah, right. Like uh, we can miss the first fifteen minutes because we know what's already going to happen. Yes, we kind of already do. But if he signs. Then there's no, you know, what ifs if something crazy happens. Um, I know that's not going to happen, but it, it just takes away that X factor. And uh, I, I think, you know, we all know what's going to happen. You know, Urban Meyer, first year coach, uh, first year NFL coach on top yeah. of that. Right. Um, they, they got a good kid coming in. I think, you know, they're they're going to 
they're gonna build off of this they're gonna build off of this i think he i think he, i know you don't like urban meyer because you know you went off on went off on him one time you know one show at the end of uh, at the end, but I think he's going to hasn't I, changed. I know, I know, I agree, but I, I still think he's, you know, he's in a perfect situation right here, oh, yeah. right? Taking over the Jags with a with an owner that's got more, you know, more money than you know who knows than a lot of owners, right? He's in a uh, perfect situation to yeah, fail, yep. which is what I want to see. Which is yeah, what I want to because see. if you fall off of that in that perfect situation, like yeah. everything's falling, you know, everything's playing in in your favor. And you mess that up, then that's even I think worse than just either not you know than than succeeding and possibly uh, you know taking this team to maybe a seven or eight win you know season this year. So so so, so Rob, um, back back to the Niners really quick. So you, you didn't like the the trade at all? I didn't like the trade. Especially, I loved it. <sighs> well, if if it was for Zach Wilson, I'd say okay. If yeah. but I'm kind of on the same train with with Quan. It was like I don't like Mac Jones. I don't think I think he's overrated. I do like I, hey, I do you remember though he did have the highest completion percentage in the history of college football this year he broke the record seven I think it was like 77.8 percent but look percentage. but look who his wide receivers were I was about to get to that 100 percent when <laughs> you, you know? got Devontae Smith and and Waddle before he got hurt I mean Najee Harris in the backfield I mean you know what this reminds me of it reminds me of um of LSU when uh, when Joe Burrow was back there, he was sitting back there all day, and he had Jefferson like, Chase. Oh man, I mean, just great receivers. Uh, he had he had Brandy Moss' son, yeah. uh, Th- Thaddeus Moss, and he, th- he had a great line. So he he barely got touched, and it, that's the same thing with Mac Jones. He had a great line, great you know receivers. You know what what what, what more can you ask for? So that's why I, I in my opinion, that's why I think he's overrated because of what was surrounding him. Uh, in college, you know, so not only that, I mean, I'm sorry, and I've said it, and I'll say it, and I'll continue to say it until I get proven wrong. Alabama quarterbacks don't pan out. The last one to do so Watch was New Tua. York Jets, Joe Willie Namath. Aside from that, <laughs> Alabama quarterbacks don't pan out in the NFL. Gotta, it has watch not worked. The Jets have even drafted one. They drafted uh, um, Greg McElroy a while back, and Greg <laughs> wow. McElroy did good. He did good in Alabama when he was at Alabama. I think he won a national championship, as a matter of fact. Yeah. But the, I think the best, one of the best scenarios right now, too, though, if you think about this, Cincinnati Bengals, they're sitting there mm. at five, right? What so obviously, one quarterback, two quarterback, three quarterback, four, probably going to go quarterback, Most or likely. if not tight end, we're probably going to be pitched, right? Yeah. Or if not, maybe they get somebody like the guy from Oregon to solidify their offensive line. Yep. Or Who Michael knows? Pearson, Correct. which is the, the linebacker. So, But you want Joe Burrow to succeed, right? Yep. I think you and I, I was a, I think I mentioned it with possibly, you earlier. Possibly. If you're the Cincinnati Bengals, how are you not looking at Jamar Chase right now? Oh, I think it's a bad move. How are you not yeah, looking at him? I think so too, but it's I, a like, bad move. I like it. Why? It's a bad move. Look, I mean, because he sat out a year or, you, or just because no, of the fact that he played no. with Burrow, so you don't it, want that. I, I know Burroughs is advocating for, you know, Chase, obviously. Yeah. It makes sense, right? They both play together. They have that connection. They won a championship together. Yeah. Right. They, 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 they have that connection, but. I think if you're if you're the Bengals and you're going off of what your quarterback is telling you at this point to get a wide receiver, uh, I think you I think you're you're not doing the right thing. You need to look at you need to look at your organization as a yep. whole, and you need to protect Joe Burrow. And when you yep. can get an offensive tackle that good in Sewell, however you say his yep. last name, uh, I you think take him. you take yeah. him. And you he sat out a year, so he's healthy too. And you don't pass yeah. up on that. You don't pass up on that. And so. If they if 
if they're going to be the Bengals of old, they might as well go with Jamar Chase and go down that road. And, and you know, hopefully he doesn't pan out to be another A.J. Green and have turf toe every, you know, oh, by, by so week so seven. So basically you're saying Ouch. that if they draft Chase, we're just going to get another Andy Dalton, Andy Green type of thing where they might have a bit of success, but it's not going to turn into anything. And that, de- and that team, that team that we're, you're talking about right now had a decent defense yeah. too, right? They had a decent yeah. defense. Yeah. They had Bonte, I think Perfect was, yeah. I think he was part of that. Pac-Man uh, Jones was on that. Team. Yeah, I mean, oh, there's, the end. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, there, they had got a, in trouble at yeah. bars. They had, they had decent defense, and you know the way that he got, you know, he got hurt against what my, Washington last year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Whose defense? I don't want to say they came out of nowhere, but they ended up being one of the best, you yeah. know, defenses Chase in the league. Young, bro, is yeah. a monster. he's a monster. Yeah. And in this situation, you know what you're going to be playing up against in the NFL. I think you have to take an offensive tackle have to, have to. to protect him, especially the way that Joe Burrow got hurt on getting sacked. I agree. So you got to protect them. Um, you're right there. Uh, <laughs> Zach's yeah. going to sleep on the chair. No, uh, I'm just looking at the trap. <laughs> Let him do his job. Yeah, Leave him alone. Exactly. I got your back. I got your back, bro. Thank but, you. Thank you. Uh, you got to take your tackle. You yeah, don't. You don't to. go for the. You don't go for the 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 the, the, the one-two connection. The home run hitter, yeah. right? Who can only hit home runs because, you know, Colin Coward always says this is that wide receivers, they're they're not. You know, they're. They're not everything, right? They're not you, you can you could they're a diamond dozen, to be honest with you. You can create a wide receiver. Yeah, you can create yeah. a wide receiver. They're a dime a dozen. Offensive tackles are not. And so Correct. to find one, you know, that good. And there's at, two good ones in this draft. Yeah, the there's dude two. from Northwestern and the dude from Oregon. Yeah. Uh, Slater, right? Yeah. Slater. So to get him, I would I would totally I think if they go with Jamar Chase, they're gonna basically be the Bengals of old. Yep. They're they're you know, they're not headed in the right direction, which currently they are. They are heading in the right direction. It's inter- it's going to be interesting to see how Joe Burrow bounces back from this injury as well. Yeah. Um. But you got to take the OT, the offensive tackle in have this situation. To. You have, have to. to. Hands down. If they because go if with Jamar, that's a smart move. Not only that, that's the smart move. It's the safe that, move. Joe, yeah. Joe yeah. Burrow was slinging it last year. Yeah. Before no, he, he got was. hurt. Yeah. And he didn't really have much to work with. They have T. Higgins. They got- but, that's, but that's what I'm saying. If you look at the overall, the overall, the, the players that they have, right, the talent wise that they have on that team, then I agree with you. You go for offensive tackle. You want to take care of your future. You want to solidify this quarterback position and make sure that this guy is your future because that's why you drafted him with the number one pick. Right. Then, yes, you've already seen what he can do without much talent. So, therefore, you said it. You can create that talent. Quarterbacks can be created. I'm sorry. Receivers can be created. So, go out and trade for Julio Jones. I, 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 you know what I mean? Do I wouldn't be like surprised that. if that's they true. do draft Jamar Chase, though. Let's be real. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they Just to that make route. Joe Burrow happy and, and not make sucks. the organization happy. Yeah. Like, that's... Yeah, you gotta protect your quarterback all time. So another one too, man. The Dolphins traded back six spots with the Eagles earlier today. So now the Dolphins are going down to the 12th spot. Wait, they traded back? Yeah. No, wait, what? No, no, I no, thought no. it was that. Isn't no, that, wasn't that what no, it was? No, no, no. That was that happened right after yeah, the Niners. So, so it was oh, the, it was bad, the Niners bad. at 12, and then um, and then it was the Eagles traded uh, traded up. the Dolphins down or up uh, to number six. Correct. That happened when the Niners trade happened. Yeah, though. same day. It was like hours after. Yeah, it was, hours it was after. crazy. Crazy. So I saw something else today. I must have been wrong there. So yeah, you got the you got Miami at six. You got Miami at Go, six. Go, Josh. <laughs> oh man, they're not gonna draft the quarterback. We know. No, that. no, no, no. I, I, I'm hoping that they, if Pitts drops, grab Pitts because I think you should take him out. Of, like I was saying with the Falcons, take him out of that tight end position because we can have Gasicki, and yeah, we can have two powerhouse. Of, oh, you're a Dolphin fan. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. That. So I said, Josh, go. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I pull I him out. Back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's why I put, I put him in wide receiver, and you could give 
two or someone someone big to uh to throw to they don't need an offensive line they just traded for dj flunker or fluker, fluker. uh th with the ravens so they're they're building the pieces you know with trades and free agency so they're gonna go with the playmaker now the i pitch is not there if Pitts isn't there, Devontae Smith, it has you gotta to go Devontae Smith. Either no. him or Waddle. No, Chase. Have to go with Chase. I like Chase. You know what? In this, and in, in, okay, you know what? In that scenario, yes. Better offensive line. Yeah. You want to give him more playmaker? I can see that. I'm not. I'm not sold on but, um, on Devontae Smith. Like, I, I I watch highlights and everything, and I'm like, this guy's good, but I'm small still guy. Five eleven. That's why. 5'11", I no, think. No, no, he, he, he came in at 6'1", 175. He came in at six, a little bit bigger than six foot, but under six, uh, under six one. Jamar Chase, six foot, 208. I like that 208. Yes. And I then mean, the six two. Uh, no, he, well, it says six. Oh. I don't know what he came in at. Maybe I don't know how that, I didn't, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah I think he had the best uh, vertical as well. Yeah, I, I may retract my statement saying you got to take Devonta. I like Jamar. I I totally got to like, like Jamar Chase. Chase. Like Jamar. Uh, going to the Bengals and not going to the Bengals. I'm sorry. If Jamar <laughs> so Chase yeah, is there, if I Jamar think, Chase is there, I yeah, think you take yeah, him over Devonta. You, you him. can't let the Heisman Trophy blind you. And I, I, I think if Devonta is a great college player, I don't yeah. know if he's going to really pan out to be a great NFL player. You know, who he reminds me of is uh, Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun. Oh yeah, like a slot player, okay. right? Like yeah, a slot player, like a go route. His first what five years with with Vic. Yeah, with the Eagles, or not with Vic, uh, but with the Eagles, he was always playing on the side, and he was just long, just long. gunner. Yeah. Punt returner. Yeah, punt right. returner. Yep. returner, all that stuff like that. Well, yeah. You want to talk about kickoff or punt returners, the dude Tony from Florida. 5'11", dude small, Ladarius Tony. He's small, but this guy reminds me of Percy Harvin. Is that the guy that ran 4'2"? I don't know what he ran, and that I oh. don't know, but he's a small guy, but yet you can play him out of the backfield. He's like that Swiss Army knife type of player. Yeah. But it's also durability with these yeah. small guys. But you know you got I mean? to pick problem. him up around like the second or third oh, round. Oh, yeah. You know? Tony won't be a first round pick. I don't no. think that. But I'm just saying like there's those type of players out yeah. there. Like, but So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go and say this bold statement. So if Pitts and Jamar Chase isn't there, Dolphins are trading. Ooh. Wow. Who do they trade with at that point? That's a tough question. There's a lot of people that you could trade with. So, so we have we haven't even talked. I mean, I know we 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 haven't we haven't even talked about Trey Lance. Like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'll be honest with you. I, I looked, said he I, would take Trey Lance. I over looked up film. I looked up film on the kid, and I'm sorry. Based off of a, the competition you played and who you played, I'm sorry. They played trash teams. You look at some of these plays on uh, how how wide open some of these receivers yeah. were and all that. He didn't do much. I didn't like his pro day either. I'm, I'll be honest with you. He, he he's got the mobility. We we see that. You know what I mean. He's got a little bit of an arm. But I'm sorry when the when you're playing with that type of competition where your 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 receivers are burning the cornerbacks like it's nothing. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't see much talent there in the kid. I don't know how he went projected even higher than a guy like Justin Fields. Now that just makes no sense to me. I think it's over hype. Yeah. I think he drops out of the top ten. I don't think he I gets think so. drafted top ten. Call me crazy. I could even see him going somewhere to in the second. No, uh, I'm not gonna say second, but if he's there at 15, I can see the Patriots trying to snag. Oh yeah, I forgot about the that's a, that's a place where I can see him possibly yeah. going. And and that's another thing is if if he does drop if if one quarterback does drop, I could see the Patriots dropping down to six to like just solidify that. I could see the Patriots. Uh, well, what are they seventh? Or seventh. Uh, they are fifteenth. Fifteenth. Oh, okay. Maybe they trade up. I could see the Patriots trading up. I mean. They're already talking about Belichick and, you know, how long is the leash, Yeah. right? And, and I can see Mac Jones, if he drops 2-6, uh, Patriots are going in because he likes Mac Jones because uh, Belichick and um, 
the coach, they're they're bro. They're, if Mac, jo- him and uh, Saban. I'll, I'll say this here: yeah, if Mac Saban. Jones happens to fall to fifteen, I bet you anything the Patriots. Oh yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, yeah. they, they snag him one hundred percent. There's no way he falls that low though. No, I'm just, no. I'm, I'm, hey, he wasn't projected to be this high to begin with, so yeah. anything is possible. Look any team before Aaron them, Rogers, though? bro. Remember Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers dipped yeah. in the draft, and I don't, yeah. I don't see any other teams after what the Falcons taking a quarterback all the way until what? Um, hey, the Panthers just traded up. They traded Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, think about that as well. I know they traded for Sam Darnold, but yet Sam Darnold's also a project. He we is. don't know if that's the type of project that Matt Rule wants in Carolina, but. Don't, don't don't sleep That's on true. them possibly even taking Lance. Panthers, yep. Don't sleep on them even take possibly taking that kid. That's you, true. you never know. You know what I mean? He could be a project. Maybe they have Sam start for a bit and yep. see what this kid could do holding a clipboard. I mean, that, that's the thing, man. Too many of these guys are getting these jobs too quick. And, and we'll go back to the Denver trade. Drew Locke. It's basically Drew Locke is gone. I'm a big Drew Locke guy. You oh, know, I've been hard forever. He, I, th- mm-hmm. I think he did pretty good. He wasn't consistent on like certain games, but in some games he was locked in and, and problem- I hated it because he always uh, killed my cards. <laughs> But the problem with him is that same thing. He got thrown into the fire. Yeah. These kids get yeah. drafted into the bad situations where it's like, ah, uh, you got a coach that's on the hot seat or something. You're coming in. I, you got to yep. save my job. It's like, no, man, these young kids, unless you got a team that's plug and playing, you're ready to go. And you're like that number one guy like Joe Burrow, then you should be holding a clipboard for a few years. Yep. Now, yep. I think Drew Locke can still go somewhere, learn from someone, whether it's a good vet good situation but you got to go to the right spot yeah you know and call me crazy he could even go to new england and learn that there be, you know wow. what i mean but there's there's different things that can happen but too many of these young kids coming out of college are getting thrown into the fire and i don't like yep. it clipboards are not a bad thing look at aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks to play the game already won a super bowl played behind one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever played the game and held the clipboard for a few years and he's still killing it so yeah holding a clipboard is not a bad thing in my opinion i think it, it, it's good for these kids to learn and especially move forward in their career because a lot of these kids don't make it. Look at, again, Josh Rosen. This guy uh, was such a huge guy talked about. He literally went from starter to the, 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 yep. out of the league. Look at Matt Leonard. Matt, Same thing. Exactly. He's a good analyst now. I give him that. Yeah, yeah. But some guys just aren't fit for no, the league. You know not. what I mean? Now, Lions. See when if he's chiming in, he's watching. <laughs> what do the Lions do, guys? Linebacker. Linebacker? Linebacker. Solidify the linebacker spot? Build, build the defense even more. You have to, right? Yeah. Because they score. Obviously, Matt Stafford's not there no more, so no. we don't know you what the Jared offense Goff. is going to be like. But if that offense continues to score the way that they did in the past, mm-hmm. they need to stop giving up that many points. So I yep. agree with you. You either go that with or, either, or Sertan. Or Sertan, yes. Yes. Now, if Sertan doesn't get picked there, a lot of people are saying he's going to fall to the Cowboys. If you're the Ooh. Dallas Cowboys, you need to Ooh. draft defense. Yeah, especially after the most injured guy in your history retired, well, Sean Lee. Well, so if you're, yeah, I was about, I was about to say <laughs> this. So if, if since he retired, who who do you go with? You go with linebacker. You go with corner. Like who? Where do you where do you go at that position if you're the the Cowboys? I think you go corner because I think you can create a linebacker. As crazy as that sounds, I think you can work with a more mediocre linebacker than you can getting burned on the outside. Does that that's make sense? True. Yeah. But that's just me. What do you think, Rob? I think they gotta go wide receiver. I think they gotta wide receiver again. Nah, you got CD Lamb last year. No, yeah. What? Yeah, they yeah, got CD Lamb. We're talking about the Cowboys. Oh, you're talking about the Cowboys. Sorry, talking about the Lions. I'm sorry, I'm reading my stats. I'm stuck on the Lions. Okay, so if you're the Lions, what do you do? I think you gotta go receiver if you're them. I think if uh, uh, name Waddle. Oh yeah, Waddle's. Okay, so let's say Waddle and Smith are sitting there. They're sitting there at seven, and and you are gonna take you are gonna take a wide receiver. 
I just don't like the I don't like Devonte Smith's body style. You know, like he, I think he's a great college player. I think he needs to gain I mean, he needs to gain some muscle. He needs to, uh, you know, he he's he's gonna be like a gunner, right? Like like Josh said, like a like a Deshaun Jackson. But is that really a wide receiver, or is that yeah. somebody that you're just gonna send on the go and hopefully that you know their their defensive player that's guard you know that's covering them gets burned, right? Um, but you're talking about taking those hits in the middle, right? Doing those cross routes and stuff like that. I think Waddle's going to be your better pick than going because if Devontae, yeah. I feel like if Devontae Smith gets cracked once, it's it can possibly be over. And not only that, you're yeah. playing. <laughs> on, not only that, if he gets drafted there, you're going to play in a dome half of the season, so you're playing on artificial turf. You get cracked, you get hit, you fall. Ooh. Those hits are a lot different. Oh, yeah. yep, that absolutely. padding on your knees is not the same as our, as regular grass. Yep. So definitely. But what about the other one we talked about, Cowboys? Uh, would you say linebacker? I said linebacker corner. I, I, mean, I like Sertan in that situation. I really yeah. do. I say go quarterback. I, was uh, <laughs> I, I say go quarterback. I, I just Dak coming off with the injury. And then they paid him. They yeah, paid the man. It, he got oh, his money, bro. I'm not, yeah. got his I'm money. not saying they're going to go with a quarterback. Don't get me wrong. No, but no, no. I, it, it's not too far-fetched, right, to say quarterback. But I think I think I, I agree with I think I agree with Josh. You got to go. You got to go defense, right? I won't even say a specific position, but I think you got to go defense. Um you know Ezekiel is obviously still there. Most you know CDs there. All the, all those players are still there. Um, yeah, I think you definitely if you're if you're if you're the Cowboys, you want to go defense. Um, so you know, depending on how their it all depends too how their schedule comes out. I wish the schedule maybe if com comes out before the draft. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know, you know who you're gonna play. Don't get me wrong. You just don't know times and dates and stuff like that. But uh, I think you definitely gotta go defense if you're the Cowboys. So guys, we got about nine minutes here left on the show tonight. It's been fun, but it, time flies when you're having fun. You're tuning to Straight Bet Sports here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. So check this out, guys. Final thought on this NFL draft. Quick, 15 seconds. Just tell me. When it's all said and done, who is the guy that we're going to talk about and remember this NFL draft? So I'll go first. So in my opinion, this draft, uh, I, I'll just go based off of the whole draft. So I think there's going to be, it's going to be crazy. I think there's going to be a ton more trades than, than what you normally expect. Um, and there's going to be some people dropping uh, you know, out out of the you know top ten, you know top fifteen, that's where they're supposed to be. So I think it's gonna be a little bit crazy, a little bit more, uh, wild. Um, can't wait, can't wait. Rob, uh, well, you didn't really answer the question, Josh. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't. He asked for a player. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so I'll say um, somebody. You know, like maybe like a sleeper, right? Talk about a sleeper. Um, Cinderella story, maybe. Uh, I'm gonna go with Josh Fields. Uh, Josh, Josh Justin Fields. Fields, Justin Fields, excuse me, Josh <laughs> Fields, uh, Justin Fields. Um, I, I, I hope maybe, maybe the Niners look at him, you know, because I don't want Mac Jones either. So I mean, we didn't even talk a little bit. More, we didn't even talk that much about Justin Fields, but I think whoever he ends up with, um, you know, the one I'm reading here has him going to the Broncos, right? Um, I think whoever he ends up with, he's a great player. He's a proven winner. Um, he's coming off a rough injury, obviously, in the national championship game or the, you know, the sem at the semifinal. I'm sorry, he played through it and all that. Um, I, I look at him to kind of be maybe someone that, you know, other than uh, Trevor Lawrence, other than Trevor Lawrence, right? We're going to go other than Trevor Lawrence. I think that he ends up surprising everyone and, and uh, a lot of people uh, end up kicking themselves about not taking him earlier than what he's going to go. Uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. I agree. I, I, when it's all said and done, I think that the best quarterback that's going to come out of this draft, when we talk about this down the road over in Trevor the, in Lawrence, the future, I think he's going to be the better quarterback overall. I think he's going to accomplish more in his career, but also all depending on the situation and mm. where he gets yes. drafted. Correct. That's, yes. that's correct. The, that's the biggest if, guys. But let's go ahead and move on real quick. We got a couple more minutes here. Talk some MMA, talk some boxing in a way. 
Okay. Got some announcements that happened, obviously, the last couple of days. If you guys saw the fight on Saturday, Usman rocked Ooh. Jorge Masvidal. Yes, I was wrong. I had yeah. Jorge Masvidal. First time I believe <laughs> first time I believe he gets knocked out in his career. Yeah. But at the end of the day, though, you got to give him credit. The way he came out, he lost. He lost like, like a yeah. champ. You know yeah. what I mean? No, no, no excuses, no nothing. The Loved trash talk before the fight was what it was. If you guys saw the event, Jake Paul was live. Oh. He got booed. It was 15,000 plus fans, I believe, <laughs> or whatever it was. So it's great to see more fans. You know, our local newspaper here decided to, you know, post some stuff that just makes no sense trying to get some clicks some likes you know what i mean and dana white let it be known he said what he said and you know basically let the rj know hey don't show up in july right when we when, when connor's here and, and the big fight is going on so well granted, he did address it to the media afterwards i saw that too yeah and said that i didn't say adam hill's name even Correct. though adam hill wrote the article i didn't say his um, name but <laughs> you, did, you did on my facebook post oh i'm there i did uh, but but he did address that saying it wasn't him. He knows there's editors and all that stuff. But maybe he talks to Adam Hill, and if Adam Hill directly put that and wanted that there in the article, maybe he doesn't let Adam Hill come through. So I'm but about- knowing Dana White, he throws a fit for a week or two. I promise. So true. Well, I promise. I'll so see. True. I promise. I'll see the RJ in the media room July 9th, uh, 16th. So I'll say. I'll say it right here, and I'll say it straight and clear. If this person is watching or isn't. I know Adam Hill. I know the type of person that he is. I've seen him in person. I've talked to him. I've been around groups that he's been with. I'm pretty sure. I'm, pre- I'm probably about 101% sure it was his idea to put that in there. I understand what Dana White is saying. There's editors and, and that are pushing you that try to get likes and clicks and all that. But knowing Adam Hill, knowing the type of person that he is, that was his idea. There was no, I don't think anybody else behind that but him. He wanted to do that. He wanted to see what people were going to say. He wanted to get the attention. He likes the attention. And that's all it was. And I, I get it. Like Dana White said, I'm not going to call people out by name, you know, but, you know, everybody here likes Adam Hill or talks to him like he was saying in, in, in the press conference. I get that. But I think it was Adam Hill. That's just my opinion. And, and at the end of the day, I know but you want to get clips was, and you want to get likes. still like, be back. If, right. Of course. UFC. Of course. Like you said, Dana White's mad for a little bit. He'll let it go. It'll be all over with. And we'll see him back in there, you know, doing his stuff. But Jake Paul's brother. Logan Paul finally came announced that he's going to fight Mayweather on the 6th, June 6th at Hard Rock. I don't know why they don't do it in Allegiant. I mean, well, it is kind of soon, I guess. Is it this June? Yeah, it's in Miami. So there's going to be a lot more fans. Yeah, it's it's 100% in Miami already, so they can already sell tickets. Here, yeah, we're we're June 1st, they're saying, but it's not solidified, kind of like how it is in Miami. And here's the thing. They don't know what gloves they're going to wear. They don't know how many rounds. They don't know what the stipulations are going to be. We know it's an exhibition. I heard I heard the weight is going to be like 30 pounds off, but it's just rumors, I think. Yeah, I think it was like 190 for Logan and then 160 for um, for Mayweather. But I I don't know if that's Whoever true. Whoever buys it, let me know. I'm coming over. I'll watch it. We don't it. need to. Stream TV. Oh, yep. got you. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm okay with all this YouTube stars, this, that, whatever it may be, because it, it's it's bringing more awareness to it. And yeah, it's, yeah. And I think it's a circus on some of the other stuff yes. that they do. But once they're in the ring and they're fighting, you have to give them the credit. They still trained. Yep. They still got in there and fought, whether it's with a boxer or a YouTube star, whatever it may be. Now, Usman came out and said that he's willing to fight <laughs> and he's willing to knock out Jake Paul. I would love to see <laughs> yes. that because Jake yes. Paul needs to be shut up. Yes. I want to see him fight a real boxer. Fury's brother came out and said, I'll fight you, but yet he doesn't want to respond to that. Come on, man. Fight a real boxer and get it over with. But yeah. Bring out Ricky Hatton or something. Bring out Ricky, Ricky Hatton, Hatton or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> do, you know, do you know if uh, they're going to put that on uh, like HBO, Showtime, Showtime. or... Oh, Showtime. It's on Showtime. Oh, on Showtime. Okay, okay. I was hoping it wasn't going to be on that, whatever that, that circus Triller. is. Yeah. yeah. Triller. Oh, my God. 
So real quick, guys, we've got to get going here, but I wanted to ask you guys this on that fight. Even though it's an exhibition, let's say Logan pulls it off and beats Mayweather or knocks him out or whatever it may be. He won't. Should this... I'm not saying it's going to happen. 101%. Okay. Stage. 102. <laughs> no, but let's say if it does happen, right? Should this count? Should no. this count against Mayweather? No. It's exhibition, so no. Right. I feel like a lot of people are want are gonna you know hold they're, it against them. Everybody will they, count it. They've been wanting to hold something against me. <laughs> yes. They've been wanting to tarnish his record yes. for so long. So uh, I don't you know is it gonna go on the Wikipedia? Yeah. Is it gonna go on Box Rec or whatever it's called? Right. Uh, probably not. But um, I, I'm pretty sure Mayweather's probably it's it's probably something inside the, the agreement or something like that. Yeah. Obviously, it's not going to stand, but whether people want to hold it against him, that's another situation. You can't stop big, somebody. Big shout it. out to Chris when he just chimed in on Facebook. He goes, you guys rock. We're just hours away from the Lions screwing up our first round pick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good, old, good old Chris win. Paul knocking out Floyd. He's like, nah, not going to happen. Not going to happen, man. I don't think it happens. I think, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's a little bit of a, it's it's, it's a McGregor Mayweather all yeah, over again. Yeah. Maybe not, not as many rounds. It's obviously not going to go that many rounds, but uh, yeah, Mayweather's still too good. You got some quant? No. Oh, because you were holding the mic. He, no. <laughs> well, Josh, it was fun having you in the studio, yeah, man. Thank Finally, you, thank we you got for you in me here. in. Yeah. We got to get you in again, man. Keep chopping it up. Keep yeah. doing your thing. It's awesome, man. Well. You just come back and just chill out, watch the games. Yeah, we got like six TVs. But remember, he says has passed his bedtime. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. But Josh, obviously, <laughs> everyone knows that you sponsor the show. We plug you every single week. Everyone knows that. But once again, let everyone know where they can find you whether it's for the real estate needs or just anything else you got going on, because I know gotcha. you have a lot more things that you have planned oh, in the future for Josh LaFont. So let everyone know where they can find you and where they can reach you. Uh, so you can actually um, find me on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Instagram is at LaFont Joshua. Uh, same thing with Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, you know, all social media outlets, except for Twitter. I don't have a Twitter. Um, thinking about getting one just, just, you know, just for like sports and stuff. But um, other than that, yeah, it's, at LaFon Joshua, uh, you can find me anywhere on there. So, um, you know, you could contact me if you have any questions in regards to like buying, selling, uh, what the market is like, anything like that. You don't have to be obligated to use me at all. Uh, I just love giving information uh, in my field. So, you know, contact me, you know, reach out and that way we could talk, go from there. So there we go. Joshua LaFon letting you guys know what he's got. If you're looking to buy a house or just got questions or even renting, right? You do that as well? Uh, no? no, I have a team that does You renting. do, though. Yeah. Perfect. I have, I have a team that He's uh, got teams us. that does everything. So, appreciate you, Josh. Definitely. Rob, any yeah, final words you. before we get going? I'm excited for tomorrow. Got the day off specifically, you know, <laughs> 5 p.m. Um, you know, I'll be watching I'll be watching the draft tomorrow. I think we should be here just for the third pick of the draft because I want to see what Quan's gonna do. <sighs> That'd be kind of interesting. <laughs> Decide, don't show up. I, I gotta decide what TV I'm gonna put the draft on. <laughs> <laughs> which is breakable? See which one I have to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't shoot the new one. Uh, all right, all right. Well, good stuff, man. The one Fun by night. the entrance. Fun night tonight. <laughs> Dwayne Kalushi joined us, Rampart Racing Sportsbook manager. We greatly appreciate him joining us. Make sure you follow him on all things social media with his podcast. And make sure you go down to Rampart Casino on Friday and Saturday for all your race and sports book needs. Well, this was fun. Yeah. Got to get going. The wife's on vacation. She's at home, so I got to deal with it for another week. Deal with it. Yeah. She's not watching, so it's okay. I can talk. <laughs> but once again, Dad, Silvio Volonte, definitely love you. Appreciate you. Thank you for everything you've done for me. Happy birthday. Continue living your life. Keep doing you. You are an inspiration to me. You've been working since you were 15. You retired 10 years ago and have not stopped. You still continue to do so. 
I hope I can get that far in my life. I greatly appreciate you and I love you. With that being said, this was another episode of Straight Bet Sports here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. Make sure you tune in next Wednesday night, same channel, same time. For Rob, 